24 hours a day, seven days a week. A new way of radio and the beginning of a new talent. Moncoradio.com, where music and minds meet. Completely damaged! Where music reminds me, you already know me. I'm Marcy alongside Matt, the ultimate Kiss fan, Porter. And Porter, we got two amazing guests in the building. We got the one and only, the owner of the Worldwide Wrestling Alliance, Mr. Dino Santa. And also, he's not alone. He brought his Worldwide Wrestling Alliance hardcore champion, a guy that I know well, that actually put me to sleep live in the ring, embarrassing me, Mr. One and Only JT Cage. Welcome to Damage Radio, guys. That's right. Thank you. Watch your step today, man. I don't want to get to put to sleep anymore. I know we had some struggles in the back in the day. I don't put, plan on putting hands on you as long as you don't say nothing out of line. You signed that contract that you would not put hands on me for this one hour, and I want you to live up to it, okay? All right. I know the original family member's not here right now, Mr. Hat Guy. Yeah, original one, yes. Taking care of some business, some, some original family business. But he told me if you get out of line, you know. I, I got it coming. I try to keep him away from you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I don't want to smoke with him right now because I didn't warm up or nothing. But JT, I like to get um, back, you know, back way back in the day when um, it's the first time up here in, at Montgomery County Community College. Uh, tell the fans out there what inspired you to pursue professional wrestling. Uh, it's just always been in my blood, actually. Um, from as far back as I can remember, probably before I was born. Even my my mom used to watch professional wrestling. Was way into it. My grandmother. My great-grandmother was a Ric Flair fan, and um, they were always passionate about it. And uh, my earliest memories in life was professional wrestling, uh, being with my family, all of us gathering around and watching the different uh, events, the pay-per-views, going to live events and, and everything. So, I mean, pretty much I was born into it without actually having uh, a professional wrestler in my family, except for me, but I was technically born into it. So, Dino, you know, how about yourself? Has this, this has always been your blood for... As long as old as I am. Yeah, since I come over in this country back in, uh, I guess it was uh, 1970, uh, wrestling become part of my life. I just watch wrestling all the time and uh, go into the spectrum, you know, go to Allentown Fairground and stuff like that until every time... You know, the more I used to watch it, the more I used to go, the more it come to me like, man, I have to do this, you right. know. <laughs> and really, that's 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 how it happened, you know. Uh, when I decided that I want to get involved, I was down in Wildwood, New Jersey, going to see a, a, a wrestling show, and Bruno was there, and Monsoon was there, and Chief Strombo, you know, quite, you know, the old-timers. And uh, that's, that's what I'm... Met Bruno. I sent him a little message to with Gorilla Monsoon, and he responded. He would meet me on a board, you know, on a boardwalk after the matches, and we did. We talked, and then we met again, and uh, that's how I got involved. And of course, then I uh, I did. I didn't listen to Bruno right away when he told me be careful and right. not everything is so rosy, you know, and all that. I went to, I wanted to do a wrestling show right away, and uh, I, uh, in Lansdale, and uh, the closest place that I 
know anybody that I hear by anybody was the Walsamoa Training Center up in uh, Whitehall. And uh, I went up there and sat down and um, I got a, his help to do the first professional wrestling event in Lansdale. At that time, I did not have a license. Of course, the show went well and all that, but things happened that uh, you, I would never know before because I didn't know. But I should have listened to Bruno because he told me, be careful which, who you get involved with or what you do it. Talk to me, you know, because I already told him that I want to do it. I want to do something. But I didn't call him. I went to that place and scheduled everything and things that didn't go the correct way. You know, a few people that were supposed to be there didn't show up and they were never booked and all that. So then I did my things and that's how the Worldwide Wrestling Alliance came about. You know, it took a little while. It was not done overnight. It took a year or something. But I did it correctly. I went to the State Athletic, you know, we registered, I registered the name and making sure that nobody else had the name Worldwide Wrestling Alliance in the United States. So, you know, we had to put on different papers for so many days, you know, the whole trade and mark and stuff. And then uh, there was the Worldwide Wrestling Alliance. And was that I, the first name that you thought that you wanted it to be? Yes, yes. No other name you ever thought no, of? No, the, the, the state, the commissioner told me that I should have come up with two or three names. Right. And then we would choose, you know, making sure that one of the three, like, you know, making sure that nobody else had that name and whatever. And the Worldwide Wrestling Alliance was the only name that I came up with that, you know, there was that name under the other gentleman from uh, uh, from Whitehall. That was their name, but they had no license. So when I did a couple of shows with them, it was a TWWA, which was a Trans World Wrestling something. You didn't so, have Google back then. Just punch the name into the Google and search no, it. There, and go, there, oh. there was there was no Google. There was nothing about computers. None of that stuff, yeah. you know, none, none of that stuff. I had no idea what the heck was going on, right. you know, with the exception of calling some people. And to be honest, back in those days, you know, late 70, early 80, there was not too many wrestling company. You know, when I become the promoter, when I got my license, you're talking about even ECW wasn't there yet. They were still organized themselves or whatever, you know, the, when, when ECW was born and and uh, the guy that ran it, it wasn't there when I started. There was a gentleman in New Jersey and there was a gentleman in Delaware that run, you know, they used to run a little shows or something. And then there was Dino Santa, you know, that there weren't too many company back the then. The Dino Santa. Yeah. Come on, put it here. And, and here we are, 42 years and a half after that, we're still around. That's amazing. And as you guys know, years ago, we used to have a wrestling event every single week, all over in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and all that. I slowed down a little bit to do a lot of those shows because, you know, I, I was by myself a lot. Uh, you can't trust, you know, uh, uh, everybody. And then too many companies started to come about, you know, everybody, they think they can do a shows and then they flip and they go away. And 
the name professional wrestling got dragged to the mud because many people did the wrong thing. No license, they are problem. The schools got all bent out of shape because of their property was destroyed. Uh, chairs were destroyed. Things were being stolen into the high school or the fire company. So when you go and talk to the people about pro wrestling, they had a bad Feast. Right, the test already because of what happened in other places. Because when you go into a school, when you go into a fire, they talk to each other. Or they're called, hey, uh, I'm going to do a show with this guy. Do you know something? Uh, so they say, well, here, we did one, and here's what happened to us, you know? So uh, it, it was tough for a while, you know? Uh, Thinking back to when you first started, what was like the first event where you thought, man, this is going to be something? Like, you know, you're starting, you're learning, you're kind of going as you go. Is there something in your mind you say, I knew at that moment we were on to something? The day JTK. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Well, you know, for your own way. I was ready that was for own way. That, that, we'll talk about that. But yeah. really, when I really feel good was when I finally, after that I had that problem and I created the company, I founded, I founded the company. Then I did talk to Bruno. And, you know, here, here's a guy that was champion for many, many years, Bruno San Martino. I would never, never dream in my, you know, in my world that I would be working with him. So when I call him, I said, Bruno, I'm going to do the show. I need you there. I want you there. He said, well, you know, we talk about a fee or whatever it was. He said, okay, I come down. I have Bruno sitting with me the whole friggin' night. Mm. And when I took him to the locker room and he talked to the boys, there was, you, you can hear a fly, <laughs> nothing. I mean, I imagine. none of those guys ever dreamed to have a Bruno in the locker room talking to them about things, you know, about pro wrestling, about things, or answer their question. And when I did that to myself, I say, oh my gosh, wow, this is for real, this is, this is, this is good. And then when yeah. I did another show in uh, Denville, Pennsylvania, we had Bruno, we had uh, Ivan Koloff, Nikolai Volkov, George the Animal Steel, Ken Pantera, all in one night. And, you know, it was like a spectrum event. Iron Mike Sharp, we, I had a Iron Mike Sharp almost on every show because I love the guy. He was great. Tony Atlas, you know. Uh, and every time I used to see him, no, 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 you know, that was like a shower, you know. It, it was great. And to see those gentlemen, those superstars, that they paved the way for everybody, including you, sir, and, and have them in the same room, and yeah, allow the local wrestling fans to go in, not to go to Shea Stadium, not to go to Madison Square Garden or the Spectrum, right in the area like in Denville or any place we went and have them there. It was so cool to see the fans just love it. And, you know, we never charge a lot of money for the, you know, for the wrestling show for people to come in. But for them, it was an opportunity to meet all the stars that they couldn't even see on TV sometime, right. you know? So... And I tell you, uh, wrestling become part of my my life. 
you know. You know, it's funny you mentioned Tony Atlas. Did you watch that show called The Young Rock where it was all about the rock and it was like fictional? They had an actor on there that had, they captured Tony Atlas to a <laughs> T. And the thing that I remember, having only met him a couple times, but that <laughs> laugh, yeah. right? Yeah. And they did that. Right, you got When they, at one point, they they say on the show something and he laughed like that and you got it. That's exactly it. I fell on the full laugh and I'm like, how did they capture that so right on the mind? Yeah, that's awesome. I, I remember the first time I heard Tony Atlas laugh, it was at a um, Reading Phillies game and I got to meet him. And uh, one of my friends that were with me, we took a picture together and he goes, he goes, well, well, JT, you're about, like, your whole body's the size of one of his arms. And you hear him laugh. He goes, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what. I, I could tell you a little story about Tony Atlas. When we went to Africa to do a wrestling uh, tour in Africa, and we did a few shows, we had over 40,000 people, 20,000 other night. Uh, and uh, we, we were all on the same airplane, 18 stars. Jimmy Snuka, all of them, all of them guys, Don Morocco, you know, and we were on the airplane. I could never forget this. We were all on the same airplane, a 747 flying from uh, Newark, uh, New Jersey, to uh, London, and then from London we would fly to Intabi in Africa. We were all on the plane, and Tony got up. He said, he said to me, Dino, would you mind if I say a couple of words to these guys? I say, yeah, sure, well, no problem. So we all there, and Tony's telling this guy, listen, we are going in Africa. And you know what that means? He said, and by the way, uh, Junkyard Dog was with us, oh, and the birds man, Coco Beware, was with us. <laughs> so he said, we cannot fight over there uh, like I'm on ourselves, and don't use the words black or white, right, right. be careful how you conduct yourself, whatever. And everybody, Abdul the Butcher, you know, oh, was man. with us. <clears throat> so the second day we were there, we were asked to do a live interview on uh, uh, on a hotel outside, which there was about 15,000 people. Hmm. It was a live interview, but there were a couple of TV stations and all that. In fact, we have a picture of that, and some are probably on the website. And uh, the guy from the TV was talking to us, and then uh, Coco Beware jumped in, and he started yelling, and he said, we're in Africa, and we're not going to listen to this white promoter here. Holy, holy stuff. Let me yeah. tell you something. Okay. And this was, there was nothing predict, nothing, you know, Tony Atlas lost it. He went over there and I started punching and <laughs> oh, then yeah. and and Coco, uh, what's his name, uh, Junkyard Dog and Morocco, they all got into a freaking fight. The people thought it was all, you know, whatever. And Abdul the Butcher, there were chairs and table, everything was flying around. Forks. And then we had to stop. They even pick up the guy, one of the guys picked up the, the camera from the news, one of the newsmen, you know. It cost oh, yeah. me some money because I had, <laughs> they broke one of the camera. But, uh, and then when we went to the hotel, uh, everybody went away or whatever, Tony said, I'm sorry, Dino, but I had to do what I did. I said, oh. and there was a hell of a big fight <laughs> in the lobby at night because, you know, they could have started a big problem. <laughs> right. 
So now, so we the, thought you were sweating bad when the ring broke it. It's earned. You were really sweating. Oh, forget about <laughs> it. That, that was not the who's who list of names I that know. you just oh, yeah. listed. The yeah. fact that all those guys are together yeah. that in itself seems amazing. Oh, Plus, everything you're talking about, and I think it, it, you have to be a certain age to kind of think. Wrestling at that point was very serious. Very people, if they were fighting, it was still that idea that these guys are really fighting. Very, and it was none of this kind of like now everything's on social media. Then it was very controlled. Oh, you but better. that list that you're naming is a who's who of the greats yeah, and, yeah. and that's so exciting i love that era and that yeah. vibe let you me, know let me tell you something you say the war is fake you get <laughs> right? killed back oh, yeah. <laughs> the night after when we had a, uh, an event at uh, one of the stadium and there were 40 some thousand people people were trying to jump in from the freaking walls or whatever i mean the people were so hype up because they could play what happened the night before on right. TV. So that place was so jammed, so full, and people were, when they come in, you know, they expect, I mean, we, we are, what a, what a great tour that was. Mm. I, I, it was unbelievable. And being able to give that back to Bruno at Majestic Caters, I believe it was, yeah. inducting him into the Hall of Fame. How was that personally for you? As a, that was that was probably the thing. So he you. just skipped forward a whole bunch of years. That you just yeah. skipped from like what it was what, about nineteen seventy nine or eighty, and, and you're, you're going into the two thousands. I think yeah. it's right. Like, it's just well, like, like that. That that, that event was awesome. It, it was. It yeah. was. And, and Bruno, let me tell you something. A lot of people they don't know Bruno, the real person. Bruno, he always told me, never do anything wrong treat the people with respect he never he told me because we were talking about some people in wwe that they used to use a steroid or whatever bruno he was over at my house we were having dinner and larry zabisco was there too and he said he never once used an illegal drug he never once used a, a blade he never once do anything that was illegal. He was powerful because he was powerful for mm -hmm. real. I mean, Bruno was a strong son of a guy, man. He, he, he was real. He was real. I mean, you know, let's say so. When I, I, we all know, but when I used to go down to the spectrum and he come out right before, and he still did a couple of matches after that too. People were going crazy, man. Yeah. That guy come out, Bruno, Bruno. They, because they appreciate the way he conducted himself. He never changed his gear. He was always, you know, bare yeah. trunk. He come out, boom, boom. You know, he was always, he was great. He was great. I, I mean, absolutely. I, I, I can never stop talking about that guy because he was real. He was real. And the names that were there, too. Like, you had... Uh, yeah. Who was it? Nikolai Volkov was there. Chris Cruz from WCW. Uh, yep. after. I can only imagine the people that you had to turn down who wanted to be at that event. Absolutely. It's, it's something what year was that? I mean, I'm trying to uh, think back in my 2013 mind. 2013 or 14, yeah. I believe, right? That, oh, yeah. So that, that yeah. was really, yeah. that Hall of Fame event really was fantastic. One of the highlights of Completely Damaged yeah. certainly was we got to go and record it. It was amazing. Hat Guy was there. Your best friend, he was there in that, that night as well. Yeah. There was a lot. I mean, it was amazing how many people were there. It's, it's just like, and, you know, just to sum the little story without going a lot of details. One of the shows I did in uh, Lock Cavan University, I had a guy a schedule from the Philadelphia area, big guy. Uh, they used, I, I don't want to say his name because, uh, <laughs> 
But he's, he's a big guy, 6'5", maybe 6'7", or something. I had him scheduled to work with Abdullah the Butcher. Abdullah the Butcher, I had to do some kind of stuff with the airline because he was just coming back from Japan, and I needed him to be in La Kevin by 8.30 night or 9 o'clock. So I had a hell of a way because they canceled his flight. He couldn't go to uh, Philadelphia. So I had to fly him to New York. And then we changed, uh, we got another ticket from New York to Allentown. And then I had a limousine uh, with uh, George, which was a friend of the hot guy. We, he used to have a, uh, an old limo, and he always told me, hey, Dino, if you need something, if you need to pick up somebody or whatever, my limo is yours, you know. So I called our George. I said, George, I did it less minute change because I need Abdullah at the Lock Avenue University. Can you go in Allentown, wait for Abdullah? He said, oh, that's all you got to tell me. I don't need nothing <laughs> yeah. else because nobody can miss Abdullah the right. butcher, you know, when he comes out, you know, big guy. So... And anyway, Abdullah came up, he probably came up about 9.30, but they did call me, they weren't away, everything was cool. But the guy that was supposed to wrestle him, he left the arena. No. I said, what the heck is going on? He got scared, he shaked like a leaf, he got scared <laughs> to face Abdullah the Butcher. He said, holy smoke. Yeah. So, so now I'm left. I said, what the hell am I going to do at the last minute? I got everything was scheduled and the guys already working. And you forgot your gear, right? <laughs> right? You got to get the real one. No right? way would I get the <laughs> So I got, I got the wolf man, you know. Uh, oh, yeah, he'll do anything. Yeah. I say, wolf, I say, I, I needed some. He said, what do you need, you know? And wolf, I guess that was uh, the beginning, like when you started setting up for us. I say, I need somebody to wrestle with Abdullah the Butcher. He said, holy sh... <laughs> All right. He said, I'll do it. And poor guy, man. He, he talked a lot of bit. And when Abdullah come in, he come in from like from the outside. The arena was down. Uh, I don't know if you've ever been at Lake Avenue University. Right. It's below like ground, you know. So Abdullah, they opened the door. He come in, he had a suit. You know, he always wear a suit when he comes in. Throw stuff around, you know. He didn't even went to the locker room. Oh, <laughs> Coming right into the ring, Wolfie went in because it was late. And uh, oh my gosh, within two minutes, the poor Wolfman was all full of blood. Oh. Because Abdullah, he had that fork on his head. That's one thing you never forget, man. <laughs> right now, what did that guy left? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I don't blame him for that one. Yeah. No, but just the history alone, you know, all you've been through. And we were talking about it earlier, the 24-7 hardcore champion, J.C. Yeah. Riley, to the yeah. Ghetto Blaster, yeah. to Dark right. Patriot, to anyone. You had everyone and anyone come into that building, whether it's Zerns, Quakertown. Everyone. Yeah. Uh, the Taj Mahal, all right? We in Lenox City were doing a big show of 5,000 people. That's They fit about 5,200, that's all it is. We had uh, Bruce the Barber Biffcake. We are Oak from Legion of Doom, uh, Nail, uh, Abdul the Butcher, uh, Jimmy Schnuka, oh my gosh, I can't even, oh, uh, Tony, uh, Rick Martel, and Tito Santana. Wow. Anyway, mm. we're supposed to have uh, uh, Abdul the Butcher, uh, Tito, uh, Rick Martel come to me and he say, Dino, he say, 
you got to change that match. I'm not going to wrestle Abdul the Butcher. <laughs> I said, Rick, I said, I can't change it. It's been advertised on TV, you know? Yeah. He said, oh, man, I'm not going to wrestle him. Well, Brutus the Barber heard the conversation. So he goes in the back and told Abdullah, say, Habi, he said, Rick Martell is complaining to Dino that you don't want to wrestle him. That's all that had to happen. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm on the outside, you know, getting, getting ready to go out when we start the show. He say, boss, come here. I want to talk to you. You know, Abdullah. I said, what's the matter? I heard a conversation. I heard somebody come to you. They don't want to work with me. He said, you pay me a lot of money to do my job. I never ask no question. Nobody should ask you a question when they're going to work. I'm going to do my job. You don't change them. I said, I can't change it because of a, who come to you. I said, no, 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 no. I said, I'm not going to start this. <laughs> so here, that night I had a beautiful, brand new tuxedo that I wear. All right? Brand new, beautiful. The whole night was nice. It was time for Abdullah to come out. Uh, Rick Martel comes in a rank, use that thing to spray. Yep. Sh- Arrogance. You know, uh, yeah. Arrogance. Yep. Abdullah comes in. They don't want to listen. No. They, they don't even start announcing his name. He starts to go out, grab a chair, throw chairs in the ring, throw this. He went in and got Martel and start doing his things. <laughs> then they come outside the ring. And he was going like crazy. I said, oh, boy, my goodness. So I'm outside. They, like he's walking around the ring. And I goes like that. I go, Abby, Abby, slow down, Abby. He was so into it that he didn't even know it was me. Or there. So he had his hands like that. Boom. And he punched me right on the no. mouth. Oh. <laughs> it broke my lip and it broke my tooth. My beautiful tuxedo with the white shirt that was all red. Covered in blood, oh. Then he, after the match was finished, after the show was finished, he come to me and said, Brother, was that you? I said, what do you mean, was that me? He said, don't ever get involved. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing when I'm wrestling. No. He said, I do my things. <laughs> and then he told my wife, don't you have life insurance? Right, yeah, yeah, right. No. He's going to collect. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what, things you see sometime, unbelievable, unbelievable. <laughs> and that was my only time that I said, uh-uh, man, I'm not going to get You're still away. shaking talking about right? it. Right, get away from it. So if, yeah. if anyone listening has a question or comment for Dino or JT Cage, 215-619-7366. I repeat, 215-619-7366. Give us a call. Listen right now on com, And we have the man right here who's right. been a thorn in your side for a while now, you know, yeah. off and on. But yeah. it's part of the original family, the one and only Mr. JT Cage. The ruiner of it all. Ruiner of it all. Last but, you change, know, I was you just going to say real quick, listening to that story, I mean, obviously one of the great hardcore champions of any time in wrestling. Oh, yeah. How do you pick that, you know, your legacy, when you think about some of those that have come before that literally have the guts to hit Dino Santa in the face and get blood on his tuxedo? What have you drawn inspiration from from the past? Think about some of those giants in the past. Oh, man. Well, I grew up in an era with like a lot of uh, ECW. Right. You know, and um, that was honestly, hands down, like my favorite promotion growing up. Like, yeah, I love WWF, uh, WCW, but when ECW hit the scene back in, when, I remember, 95, 96, that was it. 
And plus, I knew it was within 50 minutes for me to get to the arena. <laughs> right. If my parents would take me. <laughs> But the good thing about that, my parents were just as much into it. That's awesome. <laughs> nice. So they were like, yeah, let's go to the ECW arena, you know. And we went to a couple of arena shows. Um, I was actually at the final arena show before they closed down. And wow. Everything, and Hat was there and everything. I think I was like 19 at the time. And actually, funny side story, actually, that's the first time I ever met Hat Guy was at that show because I was all starstruck and we was intermission. And a friend of mine was like, hey, there's Hat Guy over there. He was out there smoking a cigar. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. Go say hi to him. I'm like, no, you go say hi to him. Then he goes, hey, Hat Guy. That's one of the things where he turns around real quick and I'm just looking stupid like a deer in the headlights. And I'm like, hey, Hat Guy. He's like, hey, how's it going? And now this is my, my manager now for, what, three and a half years now it's been? And uh, we're going on 17 months as me, hardcore champion. Original and, uh, hat guy. You got to be original. I don't want to get choked out Well, again. see, I'm on yeah. good terms enough. I could just call him hat. Right. But you got to be careful. <laughs> no, I got to be careful. Yeah, if RC doesn't say original hat guy, that's how he gets choked out. Yes. yes. Yeah. Choked out here <laughs> a couple times right in this, in this building. One thing I want to say about the hat guy, what, are you, what a lot of people don't know, a lot of people do not know this, hat guy was... With WWWA before he, when I back before ECW, I mean before he ever dream of ECW, it was that guy George and George is a friend of his and a friend of mine. He passed away a few years ago. The guy with the limousine mm-hmm. and two other gentlemen. All right, one of the guys in Florida now. The guy that you know. Oh, Smitty the Hippo. Yes. Yeah. All right. So there were four guys. They were coming to my shows every single time. I don't care if I was in New Jersey, if I were in New York, whether it was uh, Erie, Pennsylvania, or Lake Heaven, or Delaware. Every single time I did a wrestling event, the hot guy and the other five guys always came to my show, sit on the front row. That's how a hot guy become him. He used to wear that shirt, right, that flower shirt and all of that, and he got involved, and then they were screaming, Hey, Dino! The other guy was, oh, <laughs> yeah. Hey, Dino! Yeah. Hey, did you have a drink? You know, that's how they he got involved and stuff. And then we talked a little bit, and uh, we got him involved a little bit with do some stuff. And then he went to ECW, and because of they see on... Uh, you know, they see on uh, YouTube or whatever, or they talk, hey, I did some things with Dino you know, or whatever. ECW let him do the high guy manager. Right. But he was already the high guy with us because he used to have the same outfit. So he started, and he knows that. John knows that. He started with us, and then he's been with us since then. He, he never missed a show. He never, you know, he was always got involved. Yeah, I think he's a 20 He's a pain in my years. butt, but he's yeah, a nice he's guy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, as far as um, some of my inspirations, as far as hardcore go, I mean, like you said, um, there's people like I mean, like Wolfman, for instance. I've gotten to be in the ring with him a couple, of, couple of different times uh, that I can remember because he, you know, beat me up pretty bad a couple of times. But um, but I hold my own, um, and I'm sure he wants another crack at the hardcore championship. You know, if he wants it, I don't back down from nobody. Um, but yeah, definitely ECW is definitely an inspiration for me. And um, as far as hardcore wrestling goes, did I ever picture myself uh, being a true, like, hardcore wrestler, like, that every single match is hardcore? No. But 
if I'm going to be a hardcore champion, I'm going to rise to that occasion. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to do what I got to do to keep this. I did a, a promo way back when I first uh, won, won this championship. I'm like, hey, you're going to have to kill me to take it from me. So then you got people like Demetrius Arian throwing me from the sky through tables and everything else. But I'm still here and I'm still the champ. So <laughs> how'd it feel? How'd it feel getting your your hand raised, winning that all that hard work? Finally got a championship. Oh man, I legit um man, I legit cried in the ring. I ain't gonna I, I'm not gonna lie about that. I the bell rang and I was against Roblox and um the bell rang and it was just like I came to and I got on my knees and and there's hat guy in front of me because I've always envisioned like uh when me and my friends just like hat guy and his friends used to come to Dino shows me and my friends were going to Zerns we're going to Quaker Town we're going to Coventry Mall watching these shows as fans and there was like oh there's hat guy you know like yeah it wouldn't be all these hypotheticals wouldn't be cool if you got in the ring and hat guy was your manager and everything else and you went in championships together and everything so and it was like yeah 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 but that that time's come and gone for me I you know, I had my injuries before during training and stuff. I'm like, ah, it'll never happen. And then I, you know, I took a shot. Dino gave me an opportunity back in uh, 2019. I finally came to my sense. Like, you know what? It doesn't hurt to ask. And, and here we are. And that moment that that bell ring three during that uh, hardcore title match against Roblox and the, my music's playing and I hear Carolina Jim saying, and new 3WA United States hardcore champion. And he's saying my name, the rooter of all JC Cage. And I look up, and there's Hat Guy with with the belt, like, holding it in front of me. And I just, I couldn't hold it. I just, like, oh, my God, this is too real. Right. You know, and I gave him a hug, and then it was like, okay, now i got to be real. That's surreal. Again. It's like a dream yeah. come yeah. true. Yeah. It, it, it's well, so crazy. I have to I, I have to add something. I, I have to admit it. He works his butt off. I mean, you know, I don't like a lot of the stuff he does, and neither that guy. But, but what's, what's right is right. And you know, we we uh, nothing like when I when my the guys go up on a ring like we talk before whatever. I never told anybody what to do on a ring. You the only thing I told them is go up there. I don't care if it was a superstar or what. Mm-hmm. When you come with us, you with us, and you want to go out, you do it what you know how to do best. Go up on a ring and give me the best you got. You know, and this is what they appreciate about us. You know what I mean? Nothing, no pre, you know, whatever, you know. Yeah. And uh, when he came to me and he won a chance, uh, I think we were at uh, Coventry Mall. We were at Coventry Mall. Yeah. Um, yeah, Coventry Mall the same night that there was a steel cage match. Yeah, yeah, and he talked yeah. to me and I look at him. I, I, I could see something on him. I mean, I, I know that he was sincere. You know what I mean? And I said to him, okay. Be here next time, have your gear, and I'll give you a chance. And he hasn't left since then. Nope, He's been on every single event, and he worked his ass off. I mean, you know. That, uh, so. Yeah, and there was, I mean, trust me, it wasn't always, it wasn't easy at all, you know. Um, once he gave me the green light, and I, you know, I had like a tryout match, and he was like, okay, you know, I mean, I want you here every show. And, and literally, I've been at every single show, never ever missed one of the 3WA events ever. And um, and I did some training with uh, Mark Mest and Troy Mest at the, um, if you've heard of the dungeon um, yeah. in Blandon, I did some training there at Dio's Dungeon. And um, just to, you know, fine tune everything. And, and I've, you know, I'm always listening to the people before me, the, all the veterans and in the locker room, like your Wolfmans and, and your Tyler Sims, you know, and your, uh, what's, his name's Michael Mars now, Michael Mars. 
and all of them and and just take it all in and listen to Dino and I really really I can't cuss on your busted my butt. So. <laughs> <laughs> the, only, the only thing I know about him was I remember one time he he lost a match and it was it was it was pretty tough. He didn't say nothing. His sister come to me. Oh, <laughs> no. Man, Uh-oh. man, she was she was something. She said, "Hey, you, I see my brother losing. You better take him." Oh. I said, "Whoa, whoa!" Yeah, I, said, yeah. I thought Abdullah was bad. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but she was, you know, she was concerned about him and all that. And I said, "Well, I'm sure if you come, keep coming and see the wrestling event and see your brother wrestle, I'm sure that." Yeah, something's going to happen soon. And I remember that show. It was in Quaker Town, <laughs> and uh, and she's screaming. And my brother-in-law, who's now her husband now, um, they're standing up, and I can kind of see him in the corner of my eye. And, and I see Dino. I'm like, I hope they don't try to jump in this ring. <laughs> right. And, um, yeah. and I'm getting beat up and everything. And then I remember my sister told me that you did tell her. Like, no, no, just trust me. Just keep coming to the shows. And the very next show is when I joined Hat Guy. And I turned on all the fans, and I turned bad. And the first thing she says to me, well, it's about time. Maybe now you won't get jumped. She's the original ruiner of it all. (laughs) And even how go to bed, my one's looking at, like, tell everyone to go to bed. That's from her. Her and I banner back and forth. You go to bed. No, you go to bed. You look tired. Go to bed. That's awesome. You know, the one thing I was just going to jump in and say, anybody that's listening to us, obviously hearing this kind of fun and this kind of passion, you got an event coming up October 22nd at the QMAR, right? Now, the nice thing is the one thing that I would say to anybody that's in this area, if you're in the sound of my voice, which of course you are right now, you got to be there because to see it up close like that, like and feel that kind of passion and there's people yeah. that are, you know, screaming for you and everything, but there's nothing like being in the room, especially if you're somebody that only has ever watched WWE on TV. It's nothing like it because like you can feel sweat coming off. You feel the heat. You hear those cracks. Yeah. There's nothing like live. Absolutely. What do you got coming up on the 22nd? Well, on the 22nd, actually, we have a big, Big event we call Ring of Horror. Uh, it's it's we, number one. We have all the championship on the line, but then we got two, not one, but two WWE stars, all right, Carlito and Chris Master. Wow, I, I you know uh, can't get better than that. I mean, a place like Quakertown, you know, yeah. and yet some people say. You know, how do you guys do this? You bring two stars on that place. You can only put so many people. Well, it's easy. It's easy. We promise the people that we will bring the best to them. And just because a Quaker town has a limited amount of space, it doesn't mean that those people don't deserve to see the best. We promise them, and we're doing it. Last time, we, we are... Uh, uh, Matt Cardona. Matt Cardona. You know, nobody think we were going to do it. And, uh, you know, Tony Adler has been there so many times. Nikolai, I mean, rest his soul. You know, that's another Quaker Town Farmer's Market uh, yeah. in itself is worth the trip. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, now, absolutely. are you getting a gyro or where do you, where do you eat in the Q-Mart? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so much. Ice <laughs> the place is great. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, we got Mike Mars. Uh, oh. He was known as... Uh, uh, Tyler, uh, excuse me, he was Shane Taylor. Shane Taylor. 
and uh, he's, he's our he's our world champion only because uh, he cheated to beat me no. at the last show. I don't that's think why. he cheated at all. Or I'd be sitting here right now with Double both champion. titles, but it's okay. That's there's a man that's been with me since day one. Okay, this Mike Mars, and so is the heartbreaker. We gone back when uh, I Mike Sharp used to have a training center in uh, in New Jersey, uh, in Tom's River, I think it was. So I'm talking about in the late 80 or 89 or 90. So it's a supernova, which was also on uh, WCW. I mean, ECW. Yeah, WCW and uh, WWF and stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, many, many other guys, you know, Mike Moraldo, Nick Burke, you know, there's so many of them that, you know, they were all with us. And uh, so you got Molson coming up, uh, this gentleman in here. That's right. Uh, J.T. Cage. Uh, Who's your opponent for the night? Pro Wrestling's bastard son, Nico Gray, the man who has been calling me out for a better part of He's very year. hungry. He could be hungry. He's about to get fed. He's about to get fed with fist. If, you I see, like, you, if I were you, I'd watch every single move I make. But that guy is, you know what? He is P.O. about things that you guys did. Hey, I, I tell I, you what, watch yourself. I did him a favor. You see, what happened was he had a match against Michael Raw uh, to see who would be the number one contender to fight me for my 17-month. Hardcore championship. Say that again, please. 17 Woo! months. Hardcore championship. You know, and um, Nico, like I said, been calling me out for a better part of a year. He makes these weird, creepy videos with, with all these effects and everything and beats up other people. I have no clue who they are, but he's not beating me up. That's the problem. You know what I mean? I, I'm be I am beating people up because I'm keeping that, that hardcore title. He's beating some people up. I don't even know. And then... And he was like, look, you, you talk to Daddy Dino, I would say, in these promos, and maybe he'll make the match happen if you're worthy, you know? And, you know, I'm going on to defend this. So finally, he has a number one contenders match against me. And I was like, you know what? I'm sick of this. I'm just going to go ahead and cause a DQ. I came from behind him, hit him with a kendo stick, beat him down, something proper, just to give a little sample. I'm like, yeah, you're my opponent. You're going to be my opponent. And then that way, I could put all the critics to rest. I could put him to rest. I could put Brick House to rest and everyone else because I will beat soundly Nico Bray. Nico Yee! Gray at Ring of Horror. That's awesome. I love it. So what do you, you, what yeah. do you got in store for him? I got to think, what's what's the arsenal looking like? Oh, I can't give out those. I can't so give, we're I can't keeping give out the top secret. You yeah. got to come to the Quakertown Farmer's Market October 22nd. If that's not reason enough to get in your car and come up, I don't know what is. And to meet two former WWE superstars that you, that yep. you bring in. Well, yeah, Carlito, Chris Masters. And Carlito better keep them apples in checking. And <laughs> and Chris Masters better know that I, I'm the master of unlocking things. And I'll break his master lock. He better keep it careful. I'm going to focus on Nico, but they better stay out of my way. Mm. <laughs> All I'm say about that. Now, Dino, as far as this goes, when it comes to bringing in these big-name guys, are you going off of your interests, the fans' interests, or all of the above? Oh, I'm going off the fans' interest. Are people talking to you saying, hey? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. And uh, when I talk to the f uh, the fans uh, during the event, after the event, or before the event, and 
without them knowing that I'm working on something, names are put out there to see how they react, you know? So that's that's the way that's the way I do it. Yeah, and they've been making their mark on the um since leaving uh the WWE. Um they've been doing their thing on the indie scene, making a name for themselves, both the single competition and uh tag competition. So it is cool to have them, you know, come in to three WA to triple WA to wrestle for us. Um just like how it was cool, Shane Douglas was just here this year. And um I got to work against him. He's an icon of me. Right. You know what I mean? He's the franchise. A lot of my who I am is kind of like built off of him. He's the franchise of the company. I'm always going around saying I'm the franchise three WA. We got to go head to head in a in a tag match. That's you awesome. know, and wow, what an honor that was, you know. I mean I busted him up, but still, it was still an honor. <laughs> it's business. Yeah. It's business is business. So if Nico was here right now, what would you what would you tell him right now? Oh, we wouldn't be having this radio show because we can't cuss. I, I don't want to be breaking the windows. You know, you have beautiful windows here. I'm right. sure they're expensive. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have to throw someone through them and they end up out there to that like lawn area over there with the umbrellas. Right. And don't get me started what I do with those umbrellas. <laughs> it'll be all right. It'll, be, you know a, what? it'll and, be a Stone Cold message, and, right? Oh yeah, but you know what? At the same time, I know he's tough. You know, and that's why um, if you if you want to prove yourself to be the best, and there's a lot of people who say, okay, you've held. This hardcore championship for 17 months, but who have you beaten really? What have you done lately? And it's like, okay, you want to see me? You want to see what I can do? Bring me the most hardcore person in 3WA that that you consider the most hardcore person in 3WA, and I'll show them why I am the most hardcore person in 3WA. And let's go head to head on the biggest show of the year. Why not? Well, I I, I don't know if uh, Dimitri Zarian is done with you yet. Oh God, I'm done with him. Because like you don't, you, you don't you, do you that. You might to a be, but I don't know if he is or not. He threw me from a scaff. So we also have a show coming up uh, October 29th. Right. And at Renegers at Schuylkill Haven. Um, our first trip there a couple of months ago, I got in a little trouble with Demetrius Arian, who's a legend in his right on right with 3WA, and uh, we went head to head in the Last Man Standing match. Okay. So he couldn't put me down. So instead, he decided they have a scaffolding about 20 feet high. And I go soaring through the air, through a table. So needless to say, I didn't get up after that. <laughs> so, um, so after that, I was kind of like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to try to still steer clear of him. But if he's not done with me, though, and I, I don't care. I'll take on any and all comers. Not only you, but also... Uh, the hot guy had an accident that night. He had to go to hospital and take care of his arm. Yes. So dislocated his uh, shoulder. Um, basically, just freak accident. You, you know um, that autumn breeze. Should have been in the kitchen anyway. Was trying to chase him to give him a kiss, and he tripped over and fell and separated his shoulder. Love hurts. You know that's what happens. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he had his issues already with with other yeah. other health. Well, and, so. Be honest things with that. I'm up, so I'm up on the scaffolding. I was trying to get away from Demetrius Arian, you know, trying to get let him breathe a little bit. He looked tired. I was like, let me let me just go up there, let, let him calm down in that ring. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna just go up there so he can't see me anymore in the scaffolding. And um, I hear all this commotion, and and I'm like, what's going on? And I hear some people down below, hat guy, hat guy, and I'm like, what, what is going on with him? And I, and I can't quite see because I'm I'm like all up in the air and. And then I see, I finally catch a glimpse of him, and he's holding, come to find out he's holding his shoulder, but from where I was, 
standing, it looked like he was holding his heart. And I just went, my whole body went cold because I know he's had heart issues in the past. And I'm like, oh, no, now I'm way up here. And I'm like, how do I even get back down there, <laughs> you know, to see what's going on with him? And then the next thing you know, Demetrius Arian spots me at the top. And I'm like, okay, now I can't just take the ladder down because he's coming up. <laughs> he's coming up. He's coming up after me. Show must go on. <laughs> you know, like uh, the referee gets up there. I'm like, well, is hat okay? He's like, it's the shoulder. Okay, now how do I get away from this man? Oh, I'm sorry. You're stuck. <laughs> right. There's only one way down. Oh. Then you hear Dino the saying. The long way down. Yeah, then you hear Dino yeah. saying, you think it's hot now? Come to the Bruno San Martino thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You won't believe it. But no, he, he ended up being go he separated shoulder. We were in the hospital. I took him to the well, he got taken to the hospital. I met him there with his stuff and everything. Um and you know, he got looked at, they popped it back into place. Uh it took a couple of weeks for it to really, you know, heal itself right. good. But mm. no, he's good to go now. So don't don't piss him off too much. He can throw a beat right <laughs> up now. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> and, and another cool thing is um you're gonna be out hopefully in a video game too, right? Yes, um, Vladimir Games is uh, doing a video game called Indie Pro 22, but it's looking more like 23. I just found out about a week ago it was supposed to come out November 1st. It's a wrestling simulator game where you can book and play as the, the runner of it all, JTK, wow. as part of it. It's a bunch of different uh, indie wrestlers from around the world, um, different federations from around the world. Um, they, you can create your own league and use these wrestlers. It has all my stats, my bios, my likeness, all of that. And, um, but I just found out it was supposed to come out November 1st on, on, uh, what's called Twitch and, uh, to start out with it, then it's going to be released to consoles, but, um, there were some programming issues that happened. So they just delayed the game. And I guess they're also going to do a name change for the game. Cause obviously it can't be indie pro 22 if it comes out in 23. Right. So, um, they're working on that. The game is definitely still coming out. Um, you can go to Vladimir games on uh, Facebook. If you look them up, they'll, you can. Uh, go to VladimirGames.com and they'll give you up to date, up to date uh, to the moment. Any any things that come up as far as like a new release date or anything, uh, you can get all the information there. But man, what an what an honor that was! To uh, I remember when I got, I was I was at my my real job. I was I was working and I get a call like they just posted that they accepted you onto the game because you have to apply for it and right. everything and they have to look into you to make sure okay, this not just some guy just saying he's a wrestler like. <laughs> Like is he good? You know, is he does he have a following? And uh, they and they had my likeness, and it said, "Congratulations, JT Cage, Vladimir Games presents the ruiner of it all." And I'm like, "Oh, I had to pull over. I was delivering packages for Amazon. I pull over. And I'm like, oh my god, I'm calling people." Well, you talk you talked about when you won that belt, and Hat Guy is there. It's a dream come true, right? Having yourself in a video game because everybody at some point has played a wrestling video game. And did oh, you yeah. ever create yourself in a game? Oh my god, you can, down, you can download me right now. The root right. of it all on WWE2K22. Like I'm a I'm a huge gamer too. You know I love video games. That's the best. So that was it's just like moment after moment happens, and you just pinch yourself like wow. For me, debuting in 3WE, you know, giving me that chance to that that was like a dream come true. I remember that night going home going. Oh, I'm calling everyone as I'm driving home from the event. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I just made my wrestling debut. <laughs> then to winning the hardcore title and, well, to joining Hack Guy, that was another oh, my God moment. Then the hardcore title. Then the video game. And then, like, doing these things that we're doing right now, like a radio interview or these podcasts and things like that is just always like a blessing. Like, yeah, I'm, a, I'm the ruin of it all, and I, I could be an, an a-hole to people and everything. But at the same time, I'm very appreciative of everything that's come my way. 
humble. Yeah. That's fantastic. That's awesome. Now, we're almost running out of time. Give all that information. How do people get tickets? Where can they find all the info? Well, uh, if, if it's on Facebook all over the place, but if they want to log into the WWWA, uh, WorldWideWrestlingAlliance.com, or just type Dino Santa, and everything will be there. Maybe we're getting a call in. And uh, but we in Quakertown Farmers Market on the twenty second, and uh, oh, it's it's my people are probably the, calling uh, right now yeah, to get tickets, right? Right, yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> on the twenty second, uh, the door open at six. The event is uh, between six thirty and seven o'clock. It's bell time, and uh, the front row is all gone. The second row, there's few tickets left, and then we have a general mission. Uh, front row is 35, uh, second row is 30 and 25 for general admission for this event. And uh, I can assure you that this event will be one you won't forget for a long time because the caliber of the people we have and what's been planned for that night, uh, it's going to be a great show. It's going to really be a great show. Yeah, um, Dog Nation versus Chris Masters and Car- Carlito. Carlito, that's that's a big match. Dog Nation is one of the top tag teams on, on the scene today, and um, they're impressive every time they're out there. And to see them mixing it up with Carlito, and Chris Masters is going to be awesome. You know, I mean, Nico's not going to be able to see that match because he's going out in an ambulance, <laughs> so he won't get to see it. I'll tell him about it later. Well, you know, it's exciting because, Dino, you always bring us the best stories of the history, but you're still creating history. I mean, yeah. all these things are happening. That It's, it's here we are in 2022, still making it happen. The, 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 it, it'll never get old. There's going to be more and more story to tell the people. I just hope I'm going to be there to say it. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, you're always welcome here on Completely Damaged Radio. And uh, make sure you go check out that event and check out my man right here, JT Cage, successfully defend this title live. At, at uh, Quaker Town Farmers Market. There is one more gentleman that I want to bring to WWA, but right now I can't because he's a title holder with, with Vince on uh, WWE. Uh, he's a big guy, and I was going to bring it, but then things turn around with their things, and, uh, and he got a he got a big title there with WWE. So I, right now I can't get him out. But stay tuned. Oh, yeah. Thanks, oh, yeah. guys. Oh, he will be here. And when I announce his name, people are going to, you know what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely. It'll probably just anger me because, <laughs> you know, and because and you have the best champion right now sitting right next to you. Yeah. And you're talking yeah. about that's right. Where's my applause? You got right. the best. You don't need to go anywhere. <laughs> right. And he lives in the area. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, Mr. Dino Sino, thank you so much for coming up. You're always welcome. JT, Appreciate same goes it. to you. And, uh, Remember, fans, don't keep it that sneak. Keep it completely damaged on monkerradio.com where music and minds meet.